Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the 49 Faithful UK Show. Unless you've been living under a rock, you will by now have heard that the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey in the wee early hours of Friday morning. Most of the UK fan base woke up to a lovely surprise, and I think speaking for the UK fan base, we were all quite shocked we were able to pull that trade off. So on tonight's show, we're going to be discussing the trade and some of the salary cap implications. Um, with me on the show tonight is Naji Kara. Hello, everyone. And I'm pleased to introduce a special guest, salary cap guru, Jason Hurley. Yeah, hi. How are you doing today, guys? I'm fine. I am fine. Good to hear. So, Christian McCaffrey, Jason, did that take you by surprise that the 49ers were able to pull off that trade? Actually, yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it took me by, by surprise that they were able to do this trade. Not from a cap standpoint, but I was surprised that they actually were willing to go basically all in and get the guy that they wanted in Caffrey. Yeah. I, I I was sitting here watching TV. Uh, I believe it was Thursday night. And I go to one of the uh, websites and it says McCaffrey traded to the 49ers. And I'm thinking, okay, this, this has got to be a joke, right? It's <laughs> like when I saw the Debo Samuel thing, yeah. I was like, I had been waiting for like, it was like the longest 72 hours from DK getting his deal to Debo getting his deal. And it was just like, it was like that all over again. And low key, I really wanted Christian McCaffrey. I just didn't think that they would actually go give up what they gave up and what was necessary to get him. Yeah. But I'm very happy that they did this. Do you think it's a bit of a risky move, given his durability issue that he's had over the last couple of seasons? I think everything is a risk, really. I mean, it can be a risk, but he's had his durability issues, but this year he's played in all of the Panthers' six games. So I personally am not really concerned about the whole injury-prone label that they put on players. From what I've heard, it's just been like high ankle sprains and things like that. Nothing, no, nothing with the knee or the Achilles. So I feel pretty good about this deal. Naji, your thoughts? Yeah, I, surprise to say the least. I mean, it was really early in the morning when I saw it, just woken up. So it feels like you're still kind of dreaming. Um, and then. You know, you just look at it. Um, my first thought was, "What? How, how much did we pay for it?" Oh, that's that seems like a lot. And then you boil it down to the number of picks we still have next year. Uh, you know, pending compensatory stuff with uh, pro- probably Jimmy, probably the Michael Ryan's, unfortunately. Um, but 
we still have a good haul, and I think we've been hitting on late rounds anyway. So um, it's not like our second and third rounds have been better so far in the past few years. So why not? And this is very much a, the, the more you look at it, it's exactly what the Rams did last year. And I think it's safe to say that they they succeeded in what they tried to do. And it's funny because we talked about it just before we recorded our our fifth preview, didn't we? Early? And we said, no, right. no, yeah. <laughs> there's no way we give up. Uh, we don't have a first. They, we, we're not going to get him. And then, uh, yeah, to, to be able to pull it. And I'm not sure it's an all-in move. I think it's, and we're going to talk about contract in a minute, I'm sure. Um, I think it's definitely a boost for this year. It clearly shows that there was something not quite right. And, um, it, you know, him and Trey Lance next year. It's just sorry, It's just super exciting. This year is super exciting. Next year, and see if we can keep him even longer than now and have this high-powered offense we've been kind of crying for for the past few years. So, uh, no, I've been through all the stages, surprise, denial, and realization. And the more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm excited and willing to change my prediction we did on the board Thursday night uh, to uh, potentially a 49ers win, I, I, I hope. But, uh, yeah, uh, what, what did you think, Lee? So I, I, I was pretty much the same. So I went through all those different emotions. When I first woke up, I, I didn't quite believe it. I, th- I thought I, I did actually check the Twitter account that I actually first saw reporting it just to make sure it wasn't a, a hoax Twitter account, you know, like uh, Black Adam uh, Schefter account, that type of thing. Um, but once I realized it was it was correct and I started texting people, they were giving me exactly the same response as I was having. They all thought I was joking and I was pulling the leg and it, it hadn't happened. So, yeah, and obviously, you know me, Naji, I'm a Stanford fan. I'm over the moon yeah. that we've getting McCaffrey in there. Um, but I was just saying to Jason before we come on the show, the immediate thing I thought of after we signed, after we did the trade for McCaffrey was, how's this going to impact impact? the salary cap this season and next season, given the fact we've got some big players who are going to be on big extensions. I mean, especially Borsa. Borsa's going to be probably on the biggest extension of all a lot of them. So you start to worry about what does the cap look like next season? Are we going to have to sacrifice some players? Maybe trade some players away before the trade deadline. Uh, right. I think that's why Jason's here. And uh, I, I've, it's not just Borsa. It's- McGlinchey, his contract is, uh, you know, he needs a yeah. new one if we want to keep him. Um, there's, you know, backup. Uh, Arshayer's contract is soon. And obviously we've got Ayuk and Kinlo at the end of next year that we have to potentially pick up the fifth and extend. It's just, there's a lot of big names that we might have to keep. And yeah, come tell us, Jason, are we, uh, are we good or should we start worrying about who we're going to lose and can we sign him? No, no, don't, don't worry about uh beyond 2023 uh beyond 20 beyond actually this year i mean the great thing about this trade is mccaffrey his salary what 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 we're paying him is basically the minimum but we're paying him a prorated portion so we're paying him i think six hundred and ninety thousand, which is wow. amazing yeah. Because he, he he redid his deal with the Panthers, so so the Panthers took on like an eighteen million dollar cap hit next year. But when it comes to um, beyond this year, his cap hits go up to twelve million in the next two years, and then twelve point two million. 
But we already have Nick Bosa, I don't want to say locked up, because he's not actually long-term, but we have him signed for next year. So when they do a deal with him, it'll lower his cap number. They'll save some cap room. Brandon Ayuk, the philosophy that I think the 49ers have with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan is that they don't really sign players to extensions that have more than one year left on their contract. Yeah. So they're going to wait with IU till 2024 okay. is what I believe, which is his fifth year option. It comes down to 2023. What will they do? My feeling is they'll restructure McCaffrey's deal because they're going to need cap room to try to resign Ebukam, Omanihu, Mosley, try to get a right tackle because I don't think McGlinchey's coming back because it, when I look at the right tackle market, $15 million a year is right where I would peg McGlinchey, and that's a lot of money for them to pay two tackles when I think they should just pay Mosley and Ebukam the money or pay Mosley and Jimmy Ward the money. Keep that defense that's so good intact. Yeah, yeah, I've got to agree as, with that. Yeah, and then as for 2024, we have Brandon Ayuk. I'm, I'm not worried about Ayuk's contract. And I'll once... It'll get picked up. I I have an article coming out tomorrow, 49erscap.com, by the way, if you guys want to check it out, that covers the 2024 salary cap with their with Ken Law and Ayuk's fifth year options. And it's really not it, it's it's not bad. It's really not as bad as what people may want you to think. So I did today, 2023, on my website, just just a look. And they will need to restructure some contracts, which is totally fine. Yeah, so, so I, I read that article. It was a good article. Um, thank you. So $7.5 over with 51 players signed. And you listed a few players that uh, we could look to restructure. The, the interesting one I saw was George Kittle. Because if I remember correctly, we restructured Kittle this year as well. Yeah. Yeah, we restructured George Kittle and Eric Armstead's deals. I'm not sure they're going to touch those deals unless they absolutely have to. What I think they're going to do is next year is they're going to restructure McCaffrey's deal. Maybe they give him something new, a new deal maybe a couple more years on the deal. I know I said that they don't usually extend players, but if, if it goes all to where we hope it does, we're getting that sixth Lombardi trophy. Then you've got to think about giving McCaffrey an extension, and then that will lower his cap number. You got Nick Bosa, which will lower his cap number when you resign him or extend him. And... When it comes to 2023, yeah. the players that I think that they'll restructure, 
and what I, I just my my personal opinion. I know they did Trent Williams already this year because they needed some extra cap room, but Trent Williams and Fred Warner seem like the most the most logical players to do because they're both signed through 2026. Uh, Kittle is signed through 2025. Armstead 2024. So I'm not sure they're gonna want to put more potential dead money into the years after they, after Kittle and Armstead are uh, set to be free agents because they've already got potential dead money due to the restructuring. That's the only downside to restructuring a contract. If you do voidable years, which they've been doing, you have dead money the year after. Yeah. Now, 2024... I'm not worried about because, and I'll explain it in my article tomorrow, but I'll give you basically a preview. They can save money by extending Traverius Ward, who we all, I would like to think, we believe he's a shutdown quarterback. He's looked great. He has. And, um, He's only signed through 2024, so that's good. So that's the guy that they could sign, save a ton of cap room. And then another guy they could extend is Armstead if they wanted to. And then they can also restructure again. If they decide to restructure Fred Warner and Trent Williams, they could do George Kittle that year. They could do Debo Samuel. There's options galore to basically maneuver the, or with the cap. It's not so much like, oh, we're going to have to like unload these players or offload these players because we just won't have to. You just restructure the contracts. And I know a lot, a lot of people are going to say, well, why would the player restructure his contract? One, a player is never going to turn down a guaranteed signing bonus up front. And two, it's actually part of the CBA that in most contracts that it's put in, you can actually automatically restructure a player's contract. Wow, okay. That's good to know. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that one either. No, that's good news. I think, uh, I mean, there's a few players that can see us just cutting outright or even trading away. If we can find an Armstead replacement and get somebody something yeah. cheaper, uh, yeah. we could absolutely offload that contract to somebody that needs it. Uh, I can see us cutting Jimmy Ward next year if Gibson keeps on playing the way he's playing. Uh, and because we got off now, uh, Ufanga has just been so much better. Um, I can yeah. see us trying to save some money there. Um, I think Ebukam is going to have to be quite good for, for us to keep him. Otherwise, he, he might end up being one of those cam casualties that just cost too much. And Drake Jackson right, is, you know, right. if Drake Jackson is playing well, why would you keep a $9 million guy when you can have a, a, a second round rookie for another few years? So exactly. uh, it's good to hear that like, uh, we, we've got room on restructuring, and I think we could absolutely cut or part ways with a few players and still look pretty strong, I think. So, um, exactly. yeah, that's yep. great news. 
Uh, and we've got the one that we talked about uh, in the preview show as well. And we, we don't particularly want him to to end up being cut for the reasons we talked about. So for Jason's benefit, um, we talked about Yvonne Kinlaw. It looks as though the knee injury he's got is, is looking as though it's a chronic knee injury. Um, he might be one of these types of players who actually have to call it a career quite early. It's it's time and time again with the same knee. It's the same knee he had problems with there during his college career. And it doesn't look yeah. as though he's been able to get over that. Um, so potentially he may actually retire. Yeah. It's very possible. Yeah. It's possible because his knee is just not, he's not able to play. So yeah. if he can't come back this year, I don't think they pick up his fifth year option. Yeah, I don't think he's even on the team next year. Yeah, that, that's what I think as well. Which is a shame because he looked really good in college. Yeah, he was really good, really good. And he looked good his rookie year, but it's just been downhill since then, which sucks. Yeah, it happens, isn't it? Uh, we can always get DJ Jones back from the Broncos. I'm sure he, he wants to get out of there as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm going to keep my yeah. fingers crossed that Yvonne Kinlaw proves us all wrong and oh, he comes yeah. up, comes back healthy and plays his part. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any more comments on Christian McCaffrey, Najee? Oh, I, I'm so excited. I mean, everybody knows that I'm a running back. You know, that's what I play. And uh, getting that kind of guy. And, yeah, the injury is it's, it's not a concern. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's an injury sport. But if you start concerning yourself and not making deals because of that, you just, you know, you're never going to get anyone. Um, so, yeah, I'm just so super excited. Uh, to see him play, you know, 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 reception a few years back. If that kind of talent, that kind of weapon to what we do is is just amazing. I just I just hope Jimmy can uh, avoid the mistakes and feed him the ball and and keep churning the yard and, and it should be it should be fun. I hope I hope we can see Sunday. I, I don't expect a full load, obviously, uh, but yeah, I think the Rams are. I'm, uh, I'm going to be very, very disappointed they didn't offer more when they try to get him uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him uh, suit up in a 49ers uniform. Um, I was lucky enough to watch him play for Stanford back in 2015 against uh, Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't quite get to 100 yards on the ground, but you could just tell watching him that night, he, he was something special. He, he was different. He, he stood out quite a bit. Um he had a good game and Stanford beat Notre Dame, so I, I went home happy. <laughs> good day. <laughs> right, Jason, do you have any more pearls of wisdom as far as the cap is concerned and uh, Christian McCaffrey? Uh, just with McCaffrey, I was very, very surprised that what the pick uh, compensation we gave up was. But then, like Najee said, we have a lot of picks. We have eight picks that we're going to get or will have for the 2023 draft. So I think this is a win-win. I think the Panthers did a great job. They got what they wanted. They knew they weren't going to get first-round picks. No one's going to give you a first-round pick for a running back. And we got what we hope is an all-pro running back who can also play slot receiver 
do things that Debo does, and they can learn from each other. So this is going to be great. It's just going to be great to see it. I agree with Najee. I'm not sure if we're going to see much of them on Sunday. Hopefully we see some red zone packages for him. Yeah. And then the Rams better watch out. Yeah. A, f- a full week of practice and I can't wait to play the Rams. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, once again, Jason, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the show tonight. And just so our listeners know, it it was an extra special effort by Jason. Jason is currently recovering from COVID. He hasn't been well for the past week and a bit. Um, It's knocked him sideways a little bit like it did to me back in 2020. So to come on the show tonight and give us all this insight into the salary cap is absolutely fantastic. Um, If you missed what Jason said earlier on, Get yourself over to 49erscap.com. He has a website that breaks down the salary cap for the 49ers and other teams on there as well. Um, You'll find some really interesting information on there. Also, you can follow Jason on Twitter. He is at 49erscap. Give him a follow. Give him a like. Trust me, anything to do with the cap, this is the person you need to follow. Thank you very much, Jason. Yeah, thank thank you. Thank you, Najee. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Cheers, Jason. Thanks a lot. Right, guys. Thank you very much for downloading the pod. Please rate and subscribe. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next time, go Niners. DMC. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one it all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget